You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Morning, Joe. Morning, Pat. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. I'm really well. That's great. Here we are. Here we are. Shank anchors. Yeah. Spring is in the air. Yeah, it's budding. Yeah. It's isn't popping. It? it isn't it, isn't it? Yeah, so there's some promise um, for all you around the world who are going into the other side. Yeah. Winter's tough. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's there's no doubt. Like certainly kind of, um, you know, kind of living living ahead of what's to come for our friends up in the Northern Hemisphere. It was, yeah, it was pretty bleak in places. There's there's no doubt about it just in terms of the the return to sickness um, and kind of things like that to kind of play out. So, yeah. but we're certainly coming out the other side of it. Um, here it's, you know, it's kind of, um, yeah, spring is definitely sprung. There's more light in the, in the day and it feels like kind of people are in a slightly different mood despite kind of of everything else that's going on around us yeah for sure everyone tackling inflation across the globe and the headlines just keep getting bigger bigger font i don't know if there's any room for any substance left but no. here yeah. we are spring is on the doorstep knocking no. very hard and it feels great so yeah. that's nice to be here with you and today we're going to be talking sort of the different models we're jumping off and the mm. different models that are getting existing across <laughs> well we're calling sort of web3 Metaverse, that sort of hyper new yeah. space that people are existing in and moving and figuring out for legacy organizations, how they find their place in there and then for organizations that are starting in that space, what that looks like. And Absolutely. at the moment, I think people who are in that space are defining that space a lot more and it does look so different to what it is in, say, Web2 it or does. what it is in no. analog world. It's Absolutely. a very different service economy. It's a very different product economy it is it is and you know i think it's you know kind of the just to come back to where you started like the kind of the i guess the kind of the cap size of the word inflation i think is is part of the part of the drive that's actually gonna i think help get the kind of um web3 really kind of off the ground so to speak so if you look back really where we're kind of if web kind of 1.0 was really kind of um you know kind of big servers academia kind of the rise of kind of really um kind of companies that made switching software from kind of swiss and cisco ibm kind of you know in terms of kind of from a server space kind of personal computers etc then we kind of landed more in a kind of hardware space of kind of apple with kind of then apps on top of it in terms of kind of these social apps i think web point three is much more around kind of really the industrial kind of application of a lot of this technology and how it actually sits whether that's in healthcare whether it's in education whether it's in kind of um, manufacturing um, construction these things where you know the part of the inflation curve that we're seeing is obviously that um, our workforce kind of has checked out so like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of kind of you know skill gaps etc everywhere and I think part of the solution not all of it but is going to be a lot of this technology that people are actually busy busy building for sure. And it's also, it comes back to that piece where we started and it's also around acknowledging that majority of our lives are now online, but online isn't that robust and isn't that <laughs> safe to a lot of degree and yep. isn't that autonomous. And so there's a lot of yep. 
there's a lot of check marks that need to be made there. And that's also another space that I think Web3 is really trying to build out with the promise uh, and what that looks like. And that's sort of where the technology started and that's mm. where it's building into. But it's definitely going to house that infrastructure. Industrialization, I don't know. Uh, can you explain that a bit more around sure. how yeah. that, what that idea for you is in terms it feels counterintuitive to me to what the space is, but I hear what you're saying in terms of... I think it's use case, right? Yeah. So, like, I think it's it's more where it's going to be applied. Because to your point, that really what people are figuring out is it's the robustness and through decentralization and the ability for kind of the, I guess, the web to sit in different spots. What it really does is create a much more secure and robust and kind of constantly on platform so to speak in which to engage but then i think when you start to look at the ways that the technology is being used whether that's through augmented reality kind of metaverse kind of style stuff or more kind of immersive kind of we were talking last episode about like the holodeck Mm. example from star trek which i think is a great example of kind of the types of spaces that people are starting to be look looking at and then the use cases that present themselves so for example in healthcare right so we've um, primary care is a huge issue everywhere in the in the world now and what's clearly shown is that in kind of peak demand periods we do not have a system that keeps doctors safe that keeps nurses safe that keeps ambulance drivers safe and keeps basically then the public therefore safe mm. so in that type of space are there ways that kind of these more like would you have like a virtual hospital so to speak which is much more about triage where one doctor can literally work across more things or can it actually be much more kind of algorithmic in terms of like you probably have these symptoms but giving people the security of kind of feeling like they've gone to the doctor mm. so to speak i think that that's what i mean by like the use cases for where the applicant because web3 really in my mind is always it's more about the underpinnings of the technology is moving from these closed loop kind of um almost corporate internets mm. so to speak that we think are free um, have the, it's all sort of thing yeah yeah and sit everywhere and we kind of go you know it's we're we're free on the world wide web but are we we're not we're actually kind of you are the product we're the product yeah <laughs> exactly whereas in in what's starting to happen is that because it's becoming almost like an always on kind of thing that people are controlling themselves and creating these little kind of cells of decentralization then the system itself will broadly be everywhere that humanity is yeah i see what you see mm. saying now and i think industrialization was the historical perspective i feel i get it that's different- the, that's the history the history major of pat there getting, <laughs> um, he's like no you can't, you can't say that <laughs> doesn't make sense in my head but i'm I get what you're saying. It's more pulling it out from a centralized place and mm. being able to operate in different areas. So, like, a home can become the hospital. Correct. With the help of technology. Exactly. And and can feed back and build that hospital to be able to create a better service. In theory, that's great. Yeah. And you can see that happen. And the ask is there as you lay down so well around the mm. global experience of what COVID brought on and what COVID showed and then where it's needed to go. And I don't know about you, but my experience of going to a GP, no offense to GPs at the moment, but they've definitely fallen into a bureaucrat role. They have to fill out forms and it is very technocrat role that they play out right now and it's really to cover bases, cover Hmm. asses. So that argument to why that can't happen at home and why it can't happen in different ways is, Hmm. is so true in terms of that augmentation and then that home space. But yeah, where the web's going, 
I don't know, good to get your perspective on it. We've been doing a fair bit of research around how the web operate, Web3 operates right now. And mm. um, f- for some jobs we got going on, it's, it's an interesting space. And, and a, I think we landed on this a few episodes ago where it was like to brand something really well, you throw the rule book out. And at the moment, there's like a, a lot of usership around DAOs and that's like... And, yep. and then the, the legal is probably the most interesting thing on a DAO, mm. the fact that it's decentralized. So um, the way that you have to structure that is... The IP, yeah. Well, it's the IP, but it's actually the uh, who is account- the accountability of it. And mm-hmm. and that, that whole idea of decentralization is this really <laughs> unique space legally, what that is, and then also how you practice that. So it's company and within mm. company. So each department has to be its own yep. company. Whether that carries through, I don't know, but it's. Uh, I think, yeah. Regardless, the DAO or a lot of people in that space toying with that space, are going to be the ones pushing things forward in that space. I don't think Legacy is going to come in and go. <clears throat> this is how it's actually done. <laughs> no. So well, it's already done, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's what you're saying. Well, yeah. it's being done, mm. and it's. I think this, like whatever we want to call it, this quiet period. When you actually look at the space, it's never been busier exactly. because you can get rid of the noise, which is which is being predominantly just crypto fast cash. Exactly. And now you can actually peel back the layer and see the use application, and you're like, wow, this yep. is this is fast. And you even look at uh, like. Crypto's around so much or more to to do with blockchain technologies already seeping into the way that like government agencies operate and the way that they do. And people are going to be turning to these organizations, these motley crew that call themselves DAOs and how they operate um, and what that looks like. But I still think there's going to be a big intersection in between sort of legacy meets DAO and, and changing that and whether it has to sort of structure itself differently yeah. legally i don't know how much longer yeah last. no no and but i guess the the technology of decentralization so if the if the technology of the kind of the internet as it stands is basically it's broadly about kind of servers sitting different spots where things sit and that that's the record right so if you kind of you basically you're storing things in this whereas with a blockchain based technology is that multiple people can have storage of exactly the same thing at the same time so what it does is it takes away the kind of the tyranny of that which is that data goes one way and it's actually harder to get it back in the way that you want to receive yeah. it whereas this is not that it's that i can have a record of it you can have a and record it's the of fact it. that people believe in that record collective <laughs> yeah. it's essentially like how the currency works at the moment yeah. everyone goes no we agree on that yeah but it's not but i don't think it's a you know like i think currency arguably is like it's a it's a country hallucination right it's yeah a, you know when you look at monetary kind of um basis is it really we said we need a way to exchange value yeah. as human beings and we figured out that money was a good way to do it blockchain i think is kind of interesting much more than crypto because crypto is just a use case of the technology and kind of when you talk about like kind of DAOs and these kind of these deconstructed basically kind of entities that people have different parts of it but it's actually quite simple right it's simple now with um with the contracts the way that they actually are and the idea that i can give you a little piece of value you can give it back to me but we both have a record of it Mm. that we can just see right is great because what it then allows and you're right to point out that the legacy structure a lot of these guys are to manage their own risk are basically um to work inside the existing constructor writing like LLCs in the States for each individual little piece of this yeah. to allow that that 
entity to write a contract to another entity because in corporate law that's the way that it has always worked and it's you know like the explosion of companies is mind-boggling right not in terms of um like kind of you know arguably we've never had less people starting businesses but they're starting things like this yeah which are they're not businesses but they are using law in a reimagined space yeah and whether it it lands or not is is unique but the fact that it's being played with and it is well i suppose to say that you have to define what land is and i think at the moment it's 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 trying to play and create things and Mm. and stretched fabric of what working is what collaborating is and i don't think we've done that in a meaningful way but seeing the way that people are doing that it is in a meaningful way and people are genuinely trying to push like what that boundary is and the conversation yep. at the moment now is very much around small groups of people pushing something and yep. the one thing that comes out across it all is really how do you incentivize and like mm. designing incentivization across an organization and what that yep. looks like and where do you find people and how do they tick and what does mm. that look like but, but when yeah. you the yeah, that's what I find fascinating around how do you design that and how do you push that forward? Because that's when you get hmm. some pretty cool stuff being built. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And if you you take the the helicopter view of what you're talking about, it's, you know, like we've just come through, for example, here in Australia, a job summit, which I was astounded that no one kind of in that entire, well, maybe astounded is the wrong word, but unpleasantly surprised that um, no one mentioned data in that entire thing about actually that the biggest unlock to productivity is what we're actually talking about, which is that to kind of revolutionize, you know, we, we're trying to... Um, it you know always makes me laugh we're trying to bring in 40,000 new nurses to solve a problem which is basically that every every nurse has retired whereas the future of all it of this prolongs that yeah it, but if you created if everyone had their which we have the technology now to do but had their own distributed digital health locker that basically the government actually creates and that you can actually choose kind of provider etc and actually be able to work through these things then the nurse themselves becomes the the conduit if you like in terms of kind of actually taking value and being able to kind of reimagine their lives in a way that actually suits them because the issue is it's the shift culture that goes with being a nurse and everything else. And it's the fact that you have to go to work in a physical space that kind of, there's no freedom, there's no choice, there's no anything around all of that. But as the kind of the nurses on call thing has shown in a small use case, for those who are not familiar with it, it's basically, it's a telephone system where rather than call triple zero or kind of go to the hospital, you call a nurse. They kind of already have the answer, but it's that government needs to take a much bigger role in actually kind of um, the digitization of the country's data to be able to then actually unlock all of this value that is that is there because that's one of the biggest issues is that how would you plug in how would you plug into your health record to do what i was saying off the top yeah and it's so true and and just to pick up on your last point around there is it gov- mm-hmm. if it is it government's role to use that data or is it government's no. role to open the silo data open. and be I like, think it's to open it and to be to allow innovators to come in and be like i see a problem yep i have a solution Let's see if we can get people used. And I think that's when you speed up because you try to get comes not fancy government. <laughs> no. We had the most terrible app here for COVID yeah. and that was government control, government design. <laughs> like yeah. obviously went to an agency, but they were answering to government. For sure. No. And it fell on its bum and it cost 
an arm and a yeah. leg. So it was pretty much yeah. a bum. But the, the real question pavement. is why? Why it fell on its ass? Oh, because it's just head ducking. It's just bureau. It's yeah. just it. Sort of the system isn't designed for innovation. It's designed yeah. to like maintain something and to cover. But, yeah but the system is in silos like that's the other part but that's I would how you've got to break it open exactly it's so like that is uh, the there's an innovation moment there for government because a lot of people are using system within yeah. especially australia anyway yeah. for healthcare yeah. and for a lot of different applications government mm. still has a large portion of yeah good like imagine if as a data. citizen like just to build that out like imagine as a citizen you had your own digital id yeah right and you had so that's we have that in places so like we have so if you kind of do the math so everyone broadly has a tax file number so they have a, what's called here a tfn mm-hmm. um so that every single person of working age at least and once they get their first job has a tax file number so they can pay tax so that we have the ability the proven ability to have unique records for for individuals so but then when you look at kind of healthcare, everyone through medicare has a has a health identifier mm. um everyone has a unique passport number everyone has a unique driver's license although it's state-based which is interesting um but if you think about how that might work is that there's there's ways for government to kind of sit there and say okay we have all these unique identifiers where we can actually build a pretty robust digital certification plus fingerprint um eye technology etc government really could do all of that be able to actually be the certifier of all of this kind of you know basically you have a they have it like if you've traveled internationally they have they have your face they've scanned you they've done all of this to make sure that it matches your passport so they quite easily could be the people who help set up the point of record because that's arguably in this kind of decentralization what's what's missing like you talk about the trust between two people i can see that on a contract level but at a at a kind of you've taken up um loathe to use the word industrial level um but like at a, at a sector at a sector level <laughs> use the word don't, <laughs> no, let me, don't let me don't go want, in with my big i don't want to trigger boots and step all <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to trigger you again it's the the thing though that kind of comes if you think about it through that way there's a really unique role for government in this new future to basically help pull all of that together so that the individual is actually can be a digital individual and being a digital individual then it's going to allow them to reimagine service delivery how people are kind of actually funded all of these things and it's yeah there's a, a huge there's a huge thing. unlock but there's yeah. organizations right now using proxy and yeah but data that's already there captured by the yeah. government to be able to deliver unique services exactly so it's it's there but yeah whether because the for my mind mm. i run up against when you say that some yeah. of this that there's some of the, like the motor that is behind a lot of this is pushing against government control and no doubt government yeah. <laughs> government having that central role they're still a major gatekeeper i'm not saying that they have to be not to be it's just like looking at how this is gonna play out and totally. whether that is yeah. their role to be able to do mm. to begin with like right now i think maybe 10 years down the track that's the place yeah. but maybe it's also a great role i don't know but if but why can can't it be it, both why you can can't, feel it heading why, like, why can't it be both like in, right in a lot now, of things it's, it's a positive tension why can't that exist yeah it's true why can't it and should yeah. it it it'd definitely yeah. help the narrative push along but whether it would push it the wrong way is, is another question you mean like towards like authoritarianism versus anti-authoritarianism 100 yeah, percent. like that's yeah. a big it's a big concern across the globe right mm-hmm. now it's but we're big, all citizens of countries for sure but like when you do give that 
if governments design that data ticket, it's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I guess I would say they already have. So yeah. it's it's part it's part yeah, of. Yeah, but I don't think that a lot of there's still a lot of legal ties where it's no, like I know what you mean. You, you feel like you it doesn't come with you. Well, right? it's, it, and it's a bit of a choice, right? Well, if you pay your taxes, to, to don't actually pay get taxes. through that wall is quite hard for a government agent. But if you make it a whole no. package where they're like, "Oh, I've accessed the whole of Joe Rogers, cool." Yeah, um, I can do this for X, Y, and Z. I think that starts to play. It's yeah. a hard one to get through citizenship because everyone's quite nervous. And the main push for Web3 is to actually get away from decentralization. And what that seems to do sure. is re-centralize it. In a way, though, like I, I guess I'm saying it is... <coughs> so, it, it has to be constructed in a way. I yeah. think it would be cool to hear your point and how you construct yeah. that. So, it's like we're playing a role yeah. in decentralizing power. But by doing that, we have to open the mm. silo of our data and create yeah. that commonwealth of data that you yeah, spoke about. Yeah, 100%. About. And I think it's part of, it's kind of part of, in my mind, getting back to kind of citizenship, Yeah. right? Is that I think citizenship has become misconstrued almost because of the service deliveries now. So corporate, kind of everyone's like, why do I pay taxes? Why am I this? Why am I that? And, you know, there's extreme cases, obviously, places like America that are literally being pulled apart by this very notion of like, what does it mean to be American and that there's no kind of central point of it. But I think the point that all of that in my mind misses is that there's a very, in a decentralized system, everyone then needs some level of, I need to be able to certify who I am. And that's what I'm talking about is that my value of data that I actually hold, my ability to then go into these ecosystems and actually transact freely, whether that's at a community level, you know, in terms of I want to certify that I'm kind of who I say I am and to participate in this community. Let's say it's a vulnerable community. It's a quite easy way to do that. Right. And we are, but we already do these things. So to participate in them, but they're all, they're all in different areas. So like the bureaucracy that goes with this, I think in decentralization, I think is that I'm just one person. Here's my ID and someone has to somewhere control the, the unifier of that can be DNA, it can be eyes, it can be fingerprints, all of these kind of unique things that basically allow us just to go, that's me. Yeah. Right? And that's what I'm saying. But are you that, saying the housing, the, like the, the well, housing Who, who else would that? house it? Would yeah. you? Like, yeah. Turn on the room. <laughs> that's true. Getting pressed for space here, growing empire. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so true. Like it's- The cloud. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I hear you. Who would house it? Hmm. And it can't be a corporation house it. Do we structure the nation state as a DAO? Yeah, but that isn't that a great like, idea? It's an interesting question. Isn't, like, isn't and we've that had great idea. these yeah. conversations before, and I, I love your point around. I think that idea of what we are as a nation or what we are as a community has been so lost, and hmm. that conversation needs to happen. Yeah, but how do you do it well? Like, that's always the, the struggle, isn't it? Well, it's but it's like all but of it the, needs to happen. To but your everything's point. so legacy. Like in terms of when you look <laughs> at like government institute and i think it's the role the role versus the institution that exists is like what i'm trying to separate to kind of enable decentralization and these kind of true true models i think part of the issue is if it became corporate yeah. if you like so let's just say de-trans- decentralization the trend always over time is that these things start as a counterculture reaction to what exists and then over time basically they just become what they were replacing yeah. it's the story is also father and mother yeah it's <laughs> the story as old as time and it plays we gotta out. break the cycle man. <laughs> we gotta break the cycle and then we become we become the cycle and then someone else breaks it but it's creative destruction in its simplistic form yeah. that's what happens time and time again but i think the interesting who's part who's the historian now what? Who's the historian? Oh, yeah, it's, there true. We go. It's, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's, it's, it's I know. Yeah. It's well said. Sorry Thanks. to break your thought. <laughs> no, not at all. So 
as we go on this journey, like I am interested in like the role of government, like in terms of kind of what its true essence is mm. to be a citizen of something, to be a citizen. Like I wouldn't mind if this was the UN that did it. Like to, to be a global citizen is to be what? Is to be an individual. And to be an individual, what are the digital markers of being individual? We now have the technology, I think, to then allow all of this to be like that, but we don't really have the unique marker. And because of that, we're all... Am I going to get scammed? Is this real? Isn't it's it? tricky. And is the government yeah. going to take advantage of me? Like, that's the danger. Sure. And that's why yeah. a lot of people really love blockchain because they're like, exactly. you can actually get identified but not revealed. But I don't Which think is, it's about revealing. It yeah, but that's what be. people... Like, I know, I know. The way know. you're saying things is like, well, yeah. that putting the wrong hands is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they can access just like... Sure. It's like... Facebook, but they're not just trying to sell you ads. <laughs> no. They're trying to sell you. Well, they would what? just take your life, right? You would basically get, you know, in theory, and kind of if that went wrong, if that's not secure enough, that's that's that. But there has to be a way in between those two polarities to land somewhere that. There's yeah, and enough. I think this is where the technology, to your point, is mm. is now starting to serve because you can have that gateway, mm. and it can be a commonwealth, but it can be a scrambled commonwealth, and your key goes in, and it just literally let it identifies you yeah. but it doesn't reveal you correct and you've been gated and it's like you're that's a really sweet. great point. yeah <laughs> sweet bro and then you just <laughs> you're in you're in but it's you're not like 100 percent tracked all you move that because that's the argument web two at the moment we're 100 percent tracked like yeah. we can get dialed into the tea how many grains of rice i had for dinner last night like yep. it's pretty much there yeah and that is the pushback and then i think the conversation needs to happen what you're arguing but then that sort of blockchain technology that can build into that and you have that gating where you have that one process to identify yourself. So data validated but data protected through anonymity. It's a huge one. And that's the one that's going to get people to feel safe, comfortable and not feel like someone's on their shoulder and just have a lot of paranoid people out there. Exactly. We're out there at the moment. That is one. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it could be that that's that's the difference, right? So kind of like government's role could be to kind of basically be the... And then you protect ...data certified and then there's a service layer around that. And it's like enshrined... protocol and law exactly. that you can't actually yep. like trace all of that yeah and people have their own yeah, autonomy cool. and and it's like a key because that is what the argument for web3 is data portability because it's war- it's bald mm. at the moment you go from one service to the other but you lose your whole identity and it's you like do. Yeah. or you lose your whole credibility because i've spent so long in this in this yeah. freaking world community trying to justify who i am like everything well, that i've carried classics, in there but then like, you can't yeah. move it no, it's like put stuff into Apple or Dropbox and then try to get it out. Oh, right? so but you get it out in a different way than you put it in, yes. which is like it's crazy that that's it's actually what happens, special. right? And that's like your photos, your entire life, you're storing in these spaces. So, like I think the use cases are there time and time, time and time again. But then the ability to be portable, like who who is going to change that and how would they change that? Because portability would need broadly everything to be in a blockchain right so it's in essence like that i can put my data here but i can also then pull it but out it, yeah easily well i think that's that encryption piece mm. where it's yeah. like your own unique and key and it's like one that doesn't have to be a million but like you can yeah. the security piece on that is going to be huge mm. obviously if it is yeah. just one because you like identity theft would be wild if yeah. you can get that but i think but you could, could get it so dialed in that it's it could be a combo of things, right? That the government has at some level, right? Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. I think it's it's an interesting place and it really would speed up that innovation. But then, yeah. then you also have that other layer where we were going off before is, and this is where the data steward OG, where it was like, how, how do you open up data to allow true innovation to happen off good quality data? And that's, that's sort of where yeah. we're at. And people are mm. finding unique ways how to access web two sort of spaces and design web free applications. Yeah, they're designing at the back of it so they yeah. can basically rip out of it and pull it pull it through. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's maybe that's the frame that we look at this through is kind of like if so there's kind of there's there's a few things to unpack. So there's kind of there's enablers, which we're kind of touching on. Blockchain's definitely one of them and people misconstrue blockchain. We've spoken about that numerous times. Is that they kind of see it as like a crypto thing. Crypto is just kind of interesting but until government gets serious about digital currency it's a bit challenging well they're serious yeah. like the AWS no, and the Australian Stock Exchange had yeah. taken forever but soon they'll launch one no they're going to launch so all your trading's done yeah. and it's just going to happen instantaneously it doesn't have to hit clearinghouse exactly but it's taken years but that's still not currency that's yeah, still for like, sure but I'm yeah. saying they're using that technology it's not a currency no but that's what I mean is like I think uh, sorry like what I was trying to explain is like the the hype of crypto yeah. is not the technology and that's no. part that I think we're kind of working through at the moment right is that could be the, the gift space, of the bear yeah it, well like often <laughs> yeah. often it is right if you look at kind of you know the last time we kind of had like situations broadly kind of eerily familiar like this which was kind of like i remember you know like pets.com and kind of like all of these like you know like frisbees.com and all of these kind of dot coms that were starting as kind of this online thing but really what came out of all of that after you look through all of the kind of the mess and the car crash that actually was that was that amazon Walmart kind of online shopping went from nothing to 20% of our economy. And also what was born out of that was social, etc. So there's real things that happen in situations like this because crypto is what I mean is until that particular application of blockchain, until that becomes more um, like the currency currency, yeah. it's a bit niche. Whereas what you're talking about, these other applications of blockchain are where people will start to really, really look right for sure, because it's it's there, which is which once again has been the gift of crypto. It's allowed so many people into the space. It's yeah. incent like the way it's incentivized people to learn, and like at least bring that awareness. And mm. and now it's sort of opened the door to actually yeah. people sort of understanding language and everything to be able to start to dig deeper and understand the actual application of what some of this tech delivers at a societal, individual, mm. all different levels. And then now it's up to people say how to how to deal with that and how to dig in there and, and at the moment it's uh, it's still a huge staff warfare going on yep and it's the wrong word warfare but sometimes it feels like <laughs> that when you look at the way that some of these organizations are setting up mm. um and there's certain people in demand but then it's certain um certain uh skill sets but then also attitudes that are going to succeed in that space but yeah that's a whole nother conversation yeah. but that's it's yeah. Yeah. but maybe that's the way we work through it so like we kind of go like 20 years out or 10 years out and kind of go well what where will we be and then what's actually kind of enabled that's that what, to happen yeah right? so but i mean i think it's just an, a really nice way to think yeah through it is that in 10 years time because really it took well, I mean, we could maybe we'll just cut the middle and just say it's 15, 15 years because that's probably what it took yeah. to kind of build the the mobile based kind of app 
culture that we have. We went from nothing to basically <laughs> everything. everything within a 15-year time, time frame. I feel like it's going to be quicker. I feel like it'll be seven all right, well, years. Let's, let's go. Because right. you know how we've said it's seven been iteration? Yep. And, yep. and a lot of the conversation in this space is that you've said it as well before, that mm. iteration's getting quicker. Yeah. Um, and this space was moving so fast. Yep. It's actually... There's a lot of broken necks as a result. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's moving. So, and we'll yeah. put our neck out and I'm sure it'll get broken with that prediction. But yeah, Well, you can line, never be accurate. You can be accurate directionally, but never... Yeah. Know, that's the trick of forecasting, but I that's guess. That's the nice element of it. But yeah, I feel like it's... I think it'll happen quicker just All right. by the nature of... Well, let's do that. Let's yeah. say kind of seven years time, we're standing yeah, here. Old time, 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, we're, and we're looking kind of what, ena- what actually had to, what enabled that transition. So like next episode, we'll paint mm. a picture of kind of what that future looks like. Mm-hmm. And then we'll actually kind of talk about what enabled it to change. All right, let's go there. All right, cheers, Pat. Thanks, Ray. Thank you for listening to BAU Business As Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.